0: Him. Oh God. Child, is this too late to rest on Mary's lap? Is sleeping, whom angels greet with anthem sweet, while shepherds watch are keeping. Christ the King In whom shepherds Guard and angels sing This us To bring Him love The babe The Son of Mary So bring and myrrh, a the peasant, peasant king, king to own him, the king of kings, how Sing, sings her lullaby Joy, joy, for Christ is born The babe, the son of Mary Amen, amen. Thank you, Chris, for playing this morning. Truly appreciate it. Good singing, everyone. Appreciate it. Uh, you may be seated.
1: Green. There we go. What wonderful thoughts and feelings that you get from singing those familiar songs, right? I mean, it just brings back a flood of memories. Those, uh, see the smiles and the faces, that familiar refrains uh, of those songs. It, It doesn't remind you of just words. But doesn't a whole flock of emotions come to your heart when you when you you sing those songs and you hear everybody around you? Uh, what a wonderful symbol! What a wonderful symbol of the Christmas carols for this time of season. And you know, God God made us to um, when we see symbols like that. When we get into a situation where we hear the those favorite songs and they they just bring so much more than the words uh, on the screen. Now, there is a system of symbol-based communications that they use with people who have speech disabilities. Uh, if they can't, can't form words or write or read, there's a whole system of symbols that, um, that they can look at or point to uh, through various high, higher-tech uh, methods, but they just represent a single word. You know, you can get signs like a stop sign. Um, and there's, uh, you know, would tell you just one thing, to stop. And there's a whole bunch of things that, uh, um, a whole bunch of words that are uh, referenced by just plain symbols. But God has other things in our lives. He has real symbols and He has a whole bunch of symbols too uh, that he's brought in. Well, there you go. There symbols of Christmas. Maybe it's not going to work. But God has brought a whole bunch of symbols into the faith in the Bible. In uh, remember when uh, after the forty years in the wilderness, Moses led the Israelites to the up to the promised land. But they didn't cross the River Jordan. They didn't cross over into Jordan. We don't need them. Don't worry about it, Andy. We don't need them. Um, when they, when they, in Joshua 4, they came up to the Jordan River. And they were going to cross over. And But the, the Ark of the Covenant uh, couldn't touch the water. And the people had to stay away from it. And how do you cross the river? You know, With all the precautions of carrying the Ark of the Covenant on poles. Well, once they got into the water, what happened to the Jordan? It stopped flowing. And the water stopped flowing, and they could cross over the Jordan into the, into the promised land and keep their feet dry. There was like thousands. The Bible says 40, 44,000 people, 40, people crossed over there. But what did they do? What did, uh, what did God tell Joshua to do to remember that instance? Each, each One person of each of the 12 tribes of Israel picked up a great big huge rock and they came from the middle of the Jordan where it was dry and they carried it across to the land on the other side and they built a monument. And then it, in the next verses it says that, that the monument was there so that when their children come by and their children's children come by they can say, what is this pile of rocks? And they can tell them that this is when God Um, this is when God uh, stopped the River Jordan and we could cross over. So just that pile of monuments could remind them of what something God had done uh, in their life. So we have a lot of symbols. You know, we have the symbol of uh, the cross. The cross can, uh, we have all over churches and church properties to remind us of the sacrifice that Jesus played. We've got the, uh, you know, a red rose can symbol love. It's more than just a word. we got smiley faces, and then you put a heart in there, it can mean love, and a whole lot of that. we got monetary symbols of dollars and euros. Uh, there's a musical symbols that uh, wonderful music team uh, lets us know about different, uh, you know, stanzas and beats and uh, refrains and uh, endings. Um, stop sign, mathematical symbols, uh, the not, you know, the circle, the slash, knot Up in the corner is some uh, polynomial equation that I've long since forgotten. I don't know who, who who can tell what kind of binomial equation that is. Who recognizes it? Well, maybe somebody online will. But that's you know, it brings a whole a whole thought of a whole process. There's all kinds of mathematical symbols. Uh, the dove. The Dove is a symbol of peace, and with the uh, olive branch, it's a symbol of forgiveness and maybe a truce that God has you know to Noah that no more flood okay Christmas colors okay there's red and there's green Christmas colors you know um, red and green a lot of places in winter time are the only bright colors out there. the red. We see in a holly with red berries or a poinsettia flowers and the bright red and green have a big association with winter and it's very nice to have there. But there is a big biblical reference to that. Um, you know that you know, Adam was the first human life in all of creation and the word Adam has its root with the color red in Hebrew and the ground. So the the red can bring about the idea of uh, of uh, Adam as a man, but Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden and brought about death. Um, man was the source of death because they violated uh, God's rule, and so the only way to solution well, the only solution to that would be God Himself could conquer death, but God wasn't a man. So how did that happen? how could god bring about himself the uh, a peace there is between god and man well i had to be human blood to reverse the consequence of human sin and god chose to become a man that's what we we remember at christmas you know in in corinthians the man jesus is also referred to as the last adam jesus became a real man with real flesh and read. Blood of humanity, and He spilt that on the cross to conquer death and give us life. You know, for hundreds of years, the Jewish people gave uh, sacrifices of blood to cover their sins, but it didn't last forever. And Jesus was the the perfect sacrifice to stop and they, to stop the need for that. Um, Jesus is alive, and. His blood, red human blood, gives life to all those who believe in him. But now about the color green, it's often used in the Bible to describe living things in nature. Leaves, grass, pastures, and trees. But just as sin brought death into the world for a man, it brought death and decay to all of nature also. The course of nature follows the course of man, and after time, all things will wither and die. However, Jesus came to redeem man back to life, and he will do the same for all of creation. The book of Romans records in creation how creation waits in eager expectations for being liberated from its bonds of decay, being brought into glorious freedom, Romans 8. Not only will the bodies of Christians be made new, God one day will make a new heaven and a new earth that will never decay or die. So there's a lot of colors in Christmas time, but the red and the green symbolized um, from man and nature by green will all be redeemed by Jesus for a new and eternal life. There's a lot of references to shepherds, you know, in the uh, nativity scene. Uh, the angels came. Um, to at the announce of the birth of Jesus and they only came to the shepherds. Only the shepherds were the one and the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I will bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The message to the shepherds was both broad for all people and personal. A Savior is born for you. Though good news was Ultimately, the good news was for all people, the Savior was ultimately born for those who would believe and respond. Surely God knew in advance how the shepherds would respond to the announcement of Jesus' birth. And they demonstrated eagerness uh, to hurry and find Jesus in Bethlehem. They spread the word about him. They glorified and praised God. Yet it seems strange that the only parents of the great and heavenly host was to the shepherds, the lowly shepherds who were out in the field tending their sheep. Was there something significant to God about shepherding? You know, Jesus mentions uh, in, the, in, his, in the New Testament about the, his being a shepherd to the people. But in Israel... Uh, At that time, it was the most ancient profession of God's people and not a really desirable one. Um, According to the Bible, it's considered detestable in cultures like Egypt. When considering the shepherds of the Christmas story, historians have said, if resorting to symbolism, the shepherd stood for the cross-sectional average Judean, literally the man on the night shift. Shepherds had a real difficult job that earned no rank in society, but God chose them to receive the glorious angelic announcement of the birth of Christ. God saw the, God saw the significance in the role of shepherding. He, in the book of Isaiah says he tends to his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. You know, our, the Bible says that the sheep are actually follow, followers of God. Our behavior patterns and life habits are so much like sheep, it's almost embarrassing. Sheep are slow, weak, foolish, nervous, helpful, helpless, and most importantly, totally dependent on the shepherd. And the care of the shepherd profoundly impacts the condition of the sheep. It's been written that under one man, one, one, one sheep would struggle, starve, and suffer hardship. But on another, they would flourish and thrive continuously. Humans are totally dependent on God. It's a wonderful blessing that Jesus is the sheep shepherd and are a good shepherd for us. You know, year, hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Micah said, But to you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judea, you will come forth for me and will be a one ruler of Israel, whose signs are from the old ancient times. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord. Jesus came to be our shepherd when he revealed his great love for us, when he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Not only did that good shepherd lay down his life for his sheep, for us, for me, he actually became one himself. What a great mystery! The shepherd became a lamb in order to save his flock. The Bible says that redeemers that believers are redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. And most often in the book of the Revelation the word used to re- refer to Jesus as the lamb. Revelation records at the end of time the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away the tears from their eyes. There are so many so many symbols at Christmas time that hopefully God can use those to remind each of us not of just One word or one thing, but the whole meaning, the whole interaction of the Christmas story where God himself came down to become a human being to bring us eternal life.